Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I want you to know that I Hello and welcome to the Sky U Podcast by the Daily Gopher. I'm Chris, go AU fur. With me this week is Andy, go for guy 05. We've all been fired. We've all been fired. <laughs> Blake, Iowa gopher. You can't fire me, I already quit. And you street. For the last time, hey y'all. And also, Andy, just remember, you were laid off. Fired means you did it for cause. <laughs> So, friends, what are we referring to? Well, the mothership, uh, the illustrious mothership, has decided that they're not going to, you know, pay for uh, support of the podcast. Not just our podcast, but like, is it all of them? The vast majority of the podcasts are going away. I think I think all of them. I think the podcast platform as a whole is And try as we might for getting a sponsorship from a random brewery in Illinois, a Hello Fresh. random Applebee's in Kansas, a variety of the various food places that you, Chris, and Andy have gone to, Blake's mom, no one uh, has wanted to sponsor us. I, I do think it's a failure of leadership that we didn't get like a Chili's to sponsor us. I'm just going to throw that out there. I really think we leadership dropped the ball there. Um, that should have been a layup, but for whatever reason, we just couldn't secure the bag. You know, uh, that's a subtweet of me. Uh, I take responsibility for that. I think the primary issue is I don't eat at fucking Chili's. Um, it makes it hard to negotiate with the leadership of Chili's when you won't eat their product. Why should we suffer because of your flaws? That's, you know, don't be, don't be so Fla- selfish. Flaws. Uh, that's a bold statement. Um, Chris is a TGI Fridays, man. Well, obviously. I mean, no, I, I, don't, I can't even come up with a reason for that. That's well, just... I'll give you a reason why you should be a TGI Fridays, man. TGI Fridays actually begins in New York as a nightclub slash bar that is quote-unquote safe for women to be at and as a consequence for this it discovered that this is in fact very popular because if you build an establishment that women also like going to men tend to like going to that as well and so tgi fridays begins and sort of expands out as this like big nightclub thing and now is an awful chain restaurant where you can get something called a guinness milkshake perhaps also a failure of leadership you can buy their mozzarella sticks not only in the restaurants, but in any freezer section near you. And yet, and yet we are not sponsored by them. Yeah. Failure of leadership. So to be clear, in cocktail, that was that like to represent the original TGI Fridays location, like the, the, like the singular one? Or had they started to franchise by that point? By the time, they're, by the time Tom Cruise fictionally meets his 
his, his bromance partner uh, behind the bar. Um, I, I want to get a context for timing here. It starts in, I think, the in the in the early 1960s. Late, I think it's 1960s. And so okay, so it's probably the, franchised. Franchised by they that would point. have been franchised out. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is a fantastic, wild success. It was a place where both men and women could have fun and be good. And as far as Gopher sports are concerned, that is just hockey this winter. <laughs> yeah, the transition smooth. You know, when we take some time off and have to find out that we are being uh, transitioned into post-podcast life, I'll call it, uh, by the mothership. Uh, that was a very nice transition while facing all of that uh, street. Here's our here's our kind of outline for y'all uh, since we're, you know, spent some TJ Friday's time here. We're going to talk about hockey, and that is literally all the fucking sports we're going to talk about because everyone else is hot, stinky garbage, and I just don't have the energy for it. But what we are going to do is introduce all of you to something we like to call a podcast after dark. Basically, when we would get done recording, we would just sit and bullshit for a bit. Um, if you notice the swearing count is going up compared to how we usually fucking roll on this podcast, yeah, podcast after dark. So uh, before we get to pod after dark, we're going to talk hockey, but we're going to open with ask Blake a hockey question. Blake, are you ready? Oh, man, I you know the final time. Am I ready? Am I ever? Is anyone ever truly ready for their final go around? You know, their last hurrah. Um, you know, so I I don't need to ponder that for longer than we have in this podcast. So I just you know let's let's go ahead with the question. All right. Well, with your philosoph- philosophical musings out of the way, which Division One hockey school, NCAA hockey school, was the first? to win six conference titles in a row. Is it A, Minnesota, B, Minnesota State Mankato, or C, Colorado College? Give me the options one more time, please. A, Minnesota, B, Minnesota State Mankato, or C, Colorado College? I feel like if I'm gonna lose on this question, I'm just gonna I'm gonna lose by being a homer and just say Minnesota. You are correct. It's the first time you have ever gotten one of these questions correct. Wrong, 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 wrong. That's not true. That's objectively not. No, true. that's not. That's not. That's not true. He got one earlier this season. I do not recall this. I mean, given the plethora of questions he you know, completely whiffed on, I don't blame you. But no, this is not his first. Thank you. Um, failure to give leadership. some to give some background, I'm, I'm moving I'm moving past my own failures of leadership. Uh, the Minnesota State Mankato Purple Cows tried to claim that they were the first uh, to win six straight conference titles when they captured their sixth straight crown uh, this past weekend, uh, but they were incorrect. Minnesota did it uh Two, uh, the last two years of the WCHA and four first four years of the Big Ten. Now, I'm sure if you are a Mankato homer, you're going to say, well, we did it six years in one conference. Well, bully for you. Um, that's, I mean, that's not how you, you didn't put in one conference on your tweet. 
So I mock you now, purple cows. I mock you. Technically, they didn't. Because, I mean, granted, most of the teams have been the same, but the first few were in the WCHA, the, the last incarnation of the WCHA, and the last two have been in the new incarnation of the CCHA. So, hey, why was I saying the NCHA? I was giving them too much credit. Oh, what the fuck you, Mankato? <laughs> Get out. Get out. Go away. That's that's my response then. So basically I didn't even I wasn't even thinking that through properly. Andy Andy with the extra knowledge to put me in my place. Another failure of leadership on my part. At this point that has to be the title of the episode. I think a failure of leadership. It it works on it works on many levels, actually, if you really think about it. It really does. It's only because I have not yet started to drink my new Ultimate Around the World Lit from TJ Fridays. <laughs> what the f- it's, It is no. depressing that we're not recording this at a TJ Fridays. Please explain that. What did you do? What were the words? You strung words that exist in the English language together, but none of that made any fucking sense. It's their new Ultimate Around the World, I assume, Long Island Tea or Lit. Uh, that includes Absolute Vodka, Hendrix, Gin, Captain Morgan, Spice Rum, Altos, Tequila, Cointreau, and Coke. Trademarked. Ever, ever since you mentioned TJ Fridays, Andy's just been looking at the website thinking of when he wants to go there next. Well, that's really all, you just triggered him. That's really all that's happened here. If you were on uh, the Daily Gopher, you might have seen some stories about this. But, Andy, just to briefly transition before we get back to the TJ Fridays menu, which, to be clear, I am here for uh, Minnesota has clinched some stuff. Did they do that on both the men's and the women's side? So we'll start with the men's. Uh, the men's, they finished the Big Ten regular season last weekend, uh, sweeping Ohio State at home. Uh, the Gophers won the Big Ten by 20 points over second-place Michigan. So That's uh, kind that, of good. Kind of good. Yeah, to, to put that into consideration, you get three points for a win, Two points for an overtime win or a shootout win, one point for a loss. So they basically won the conference by almost seven regulation wins. Um, and when you pay play, what is it, six teams times four to 24? So when you play 24 games and you're legitimately seven wins better than the second-place team, yeah, that, that's that's okay. Uh, so, so the Gophers got the first round by, so they will not play this upcoming weekend. They get to sit out while everybody else in the conference plays a first-round series. Uh, they will host a Big Ten semifinal March 11th at home against the lowest remaining seed, uh, which, if you throw out Wisconsin because they're god-awful, means it'll either be Penn State, Michigan State, or Notre Dame coming to uh, 3 Marine at Mariucci here in two weeks. So uh, everything's lined up for another rematch of a potential Minnesota-Michigan uh, Big Ten final like last year, which was a epic game, um, and we could see that one again, which would be pretty fun, I'm not going to lie. Uh, but they also are sitting in great spot. They basically are guaranteed either the number one or number two overall NCAA tournament seed. I think the, the most recent figures that came out show the Gophers have about a 78% chance of getting the number one overall seed, and it would take some pretty crazy shit for them not to do it, like the Gophers losing their next game, and Wisconsin upsetting Michigan and Quinnipiac uh, basically running the table or something like that. It's not very likely. The Gophers pretty much have the number one overall seed locked down, which um, in this year when there's potential crazy upsets from some of the other leagues um, may or may not be a good thing. I mean, that it's 
there is a slight chance that if you could have a team like UMD or North Dakota going on a run and winning the NCHC title, they might be the lowest seeded team in the uh, in the tournament, and and Minnesota might see them in a, in a potential first round NCAA tournament game. So uh, the chances are better that we're going to get a team like RIT or from from the Atlantic Conference or something like that. But um, you know you can't rule it out. So either way, the Gophers are sitting pretty. Uh, they will, like I said, start Big Ten tournament play here in a week and a half. Hopefully we'll win that one, get to the Big Ten championship game, which will also be here at uh, 3M Arena Mariucci. And then most likely you're looking at heading up to Fargo for the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament uh, before the Frozen Four, if they make it that far, which is down in Tampa this year. Pretty good. How about the women? As for the women, uh, they are in the middle of WCHA playoff uh, action. They swept St. Thomas in their first round series last week, so they advanced to the WCHA final faceoff, which is also held at Ritter Arena this year. It uh, has been for a few years. Um, they get an interesting semifinal matchup, 5 o'clock Friday against Wisconsin, who was the Badgers came in here three weeks ago and basically wiped the Gophers off the ice. Uh, they took five out of six points from them, and it really did not look like they belonged on the same sheet of ice. Um, so hopefully Minnesota will remember that and uh, will be able to come back and, and face the Badgers. Uh, Ohio State and UMD are the other two teams. They will play in the first semifinal Friday with the winners playing Saturday for the automatic NCAA tournament bid, um, which really will only matter a little bit for seeding. All four of those teams, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Ohio State, and UMD, are in the NCAA tournament unless some crazy upsets happen in some of the other leagues, uh, in which case UMD is probably the team that uh, we'll have to be watching the bubble pop. Uh, but Minnesota, Wisconsin, Ohio State are definitely all in. And uh, if if you're a Minnesota fan and you do not want to see them potentially uh, get stuck with a, uh, a tough 4-5 game either in Madison or something like that, you are, you are rooting for anybody but Colgate in the ECAC if you play with the, uh, the women's pairwise predictor. Basically, if Colgate wins, the Gophers are, are guaranteed a, a three-seed or higher, uh, which will mean uh, hopefully avoiding a WCHA team in the first round. Um, or the, I guess it would be the quarterfinals, which would be nice, because I think we'd much rather play a team from the East than have to see Wisconsin for a sixth time or Ohio State. Or it wouldn't be Ohio State, it would be maybe UMD for a fifth time. So um, either way, they'll be in the NCAA tournament. They just need to live up to their hype, and this is this is the year it's got to happen for the Gopher women. They have a very senior-heavy team. Uh, Taylor Heisey, Grace Zumwinkle were named at the WCHA first team. They are two of the highest scorers in the in the nation, much less the conference. Uh, Heisey will probably be named back-to-back WCHA Player of the Year when that's announced here, uh, I think, Thursday. So... Um, it's it's this or nothing because Minnesota's recruiting classes have have been slipping a bit the last few years. So uh, I expect the Gophers to take a, a decent sized jump backwards next year. So uh, they need to try and put it together and play, you know, five more really really solid games and and try and bring home uh, NCAA title number eight. All right, I, I'm 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 taking us uh, back to well, not back to TGI Fridays, but I'm riffing off of TGI Fridays. Long Island Ice Teas, uh, their blackout candy, blackout medicine, basically in their properly prepared forms. Are any of you familiar with what this new trend is going around with the kids these days uh, called uh, Borg? 
No, the only Borg I know is from the Star Trek uh, show. Resistance is futile. Yeah, it's for Blackout Rage Gallon. Uh, the kids these days are filling up gallon jugs with uh, essentially like, well, they get to pick how much water goes in, but then the rest, then there's a whole bunch of vodka. And then they're putting in like Mio or other flavorings and electrolyte powders. Um, and they're just carrying them around. And it actually sounds like, a legitimately fantastic idea if you're going to do something really stupid with your alcohol consumption because you're keeping your hydration levels up. And if you are um, a uh, young woman, you are controlling your drink the whole time. You're not, you're not leaving an open drink for various asshats to drop uh, roofies into. Uh, but there's a whole, there, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing now. It's on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok, but I've been heard about hearing about it. I'm definitely here for people like not being horrible human beings just generally. And the personal harm reduction strategies that uh, individuals, predominantly those who might self-identify as women, have to do in order to party in this country are deeply messed up for a lot of reasons. But just to be clear, couldn't you do the like, I carry around my drink all the time and not put the equivalent of a half gallon of vodka into it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, in fact, as I was going to impart, I randomly saw, this was on like NBC.com or something like that, but they literally had like a woman on there showing how you make a Borg to all like the old people, and she basically was like, well, I'm like 5'8 and 150 pounds, so if I'm going to be drinking for six hours, I can safely have one drink per hour. So she literally measured out like four and a half ounces of vodka and poured it into her Borg. <laughs> Into her gallon? Into her gallon. She, so she literally, yeah, she measured it out and was like, and this is what I can safely drink in, in six hours, so this is what I'm going to do. And, and like, everybody was like, Hoda was like, oh, that makes so much sense, and da, da, da. It's like, oh, oh, honey. Oh, honey, no. No, the college students most definitely are not going to be following your advice on, on how to construct a Borg. That's just not going to work. Street, I mean, you could not take down at least a fifth plus of vodka, um, probably more like a liter of vodka. Um, but why? Why would you pass on the opportunity to put, you know, Fleischmann's, that much Fleischmann's into your system? Like, uh, First, Chris, as, as you it's know... It's triple coal filtered. As you know, I agree with Ron Swanson that clear alcohols are only for which you went on diets. <laughs> Please talk more about how you hate Europe and bicycles. But beyond that, I think there are many things that you could do that would be better than putting Fleischmann's anywhere near yourself. It's triple coal filtered. Triple. You know how on 
Uh, so I was at the grocery store because, you know, not to brag, but occasionally I buy food. And there is an ad for, I think it was like Foster Farms. And it says, Foster Farms chicken, not to brag, sometimes I have chicken. And it says, no antibiotics ever. And there's a tiny asterisk on the package. And if you look at the asterisk, it says it's illegal to put antibiotics that they're like sort of talking about how amazing it is. It's like that's just illegal to put in chicken, at least in California. Feels a little bit like triple cold filtered on the Fleischmann's there. You know, if you really want, first of all, if you really want to brag, talk about all the eggs you're buying. Uh, not to brag, but I have almost 72 eggs in my refrigerator at the moment. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. So are you robbing banks or do you have a chicken person in your neighborhood who you can, you know, get them, get them on the side for cheap? Or he could be robbing, he could be robbing his neighbors too. Uh, I'm also not not robbing my neighbors. They're they're lovely people. Uh, and while it is surprising, given the general place that I live, that this is true, there is no one who has backyard chickens anywhere near me. Which positive, frankly, there are several uh, I would say semi feral cats in the neighborhood. So I don't know if the chickens would really really survive for for long there. No, I just am a, a perfectly reasonable person at at buying eggs. I know when to do it and. Uh, also, you know, I'm just really good at picking stocks. So I have a billion dollars, which I'm using to fund egg consumption. What are you using these eggs for? Can I ask? You know, predominantly omelets. You got to crack a few eggs to make this. What's, what's in your, what's in your perfect omelet? What, what kind of ingredients are you working with here? <sighs> well, my perfect omelet means I'm not making it because ooh, me in a kitchen, not great. But I think it's, I think it's an excellent question, Blake. Uh, so I think your sort of perfect omelet, you just need to have a combination of meats and veggies and like not actually too much cheese. I think most people screw up the omelet, maybe a hot take for me, but I think most people screw up the omelet because they think that it should be like very cheesy. I dispute that. I think you should have the taste of cheese and that's it. Uh, so mine probably is a ham omelet variety of the fixings you put spinach in there some onions i you know the whole works i think that i think that's probably the sort of perfect omelet and then you put a little bit of cheese in there kind of near the end of the cooking process so it's appropriately melted like not still still there still apparent i think that's for me see i think you use goat's cheese you say goat's cheese or ghost cheese goat's Goat cheese can the be good. Animal. Yeah. Sprinkle that in at the end. What do you what do you squirrely Dan from Letterkenny all of a sudden? Pluralizing everything? <laughs> <laughs> also, before we rag on my leadership failures again, I want to point out that uh Stonks man over here could be funding this podcast apparently and has chosen not to. Look, so... I've put my money into egg futures and Gotta be honest, that feels probably just as reasonable as putting it into cryptocurrency. I, I thought he was just scared of a uh, a Eastern Big Ten rival conglomerate who's threatening to take away our advertisers. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! 
many many years ago for for those those of you who've oh been been listeners for us for a while we probably should mention right now that we are now podcasting after dark but live uh, at this point there will be no no more gopher content uh, for for the rest of None. this uh, except perhaps you know, vaguely this. So many years ago, when Rutgers initially joined the Big Ten, and we all thought, well, that's a terrible mistake, as opposed to how we now think it's a terrible mistake, but they happen to be reasonably good at basketball. We, uh, and by we, we mean Andy, I believe Blake, Blake might have been on on that podcast too, uh, because I think it was a football one, and uh, Fearless Leader here, had a podcast where we we may or may not have made fun of Rutgers football being bad. And I think that year, did they win a game? I think that was one of the years they beat Indiana. Okay, so they, they beat another very bad football team. Uh, so congrats to, to previous Rutgers. And so we uh, suggested that it perhaps was not going to be a particularly tough game and that uh, might might be one of the games where you're thinking like win and no one gets injured for for success, and we received was it via Twitter or did we also get emailed? It started on Twitter. They they started tweeting the blog account with angry angry comments. Uh, I don't when when did they go to the t- the larger character count? Like because was th- this might have been 180 character missives uh, of anger and hatred and disgust coming from uh, the Pine Barrens of New Jersey uh, and the, the, river, the oceanfront casinos of New Jersey. Uh, Andy jumped in to do some responses. Uh, off, and Andy, I got to admit, this was a tactical error on your part. You responded from your personal accounts. You didn't use the blog accounts. And suddenly he is in, like, they are just... Straight, it's just it's just straight flamethrowing at Andy, and then these bros come in and start tagging both Andy and the blog account, and start threatening to have our advertising money pulled. That they're big in the advertising game, they're all up in Manhattan, and they know people, and they are going to make sure that we never make a dime on advertising ever again, which. It's hilarious on several levels. The most important one being we never saw any fucking money from advertising. That goes straight to the mothership. Uh, so go for it, friends. Go get that advertising money pulled. Uh, it affects us not one bit. Second of all, no, that's not how it works. Um, I don't know, man. Almost, Almost six years later, here we are not being able to make any more episodes and having our advertising pulled. So long con from, from the boys from Jersey. <laughs> oh, so it wasn't my fault. Chili's didn't invest in us because of the boys from Jersey. And, and just to bring it back, you know, full circle, uh, we, we were talking a lot of shit and um, almost lost that game. If anybody remembers, I, I found the box score. That would have been 2016. It was, uh, it was not great. We had we won because of a kickoff return for a touchdown, right? Uh no, that was that was Northwestern. Uh, but the Gophers were up twenty-one-three, blew that lead, and we had to come down. And Emmett Carpenter had to kick a twenty-eight-yard field goal with six seconds left on the clock for Minnesota to pull off a thirty-four-thirty-two win over a two-and-six overall and zero-and-five in the Big Ten. I was at that Rutgers game squad. You were there. at that game, Blake. Yeah, and you weren't accosted by 
likely uh, bald and or shaved headed men? No, I did not that I recall. I was mostly I hid my head mostly in shame at the fact that Minnesota had almost lost to this horrible Rutgers team. Was that at at home or was it at Rutgers? That, that was, was at a, home. That was at home. It was at home. Was there a kickoff return for a touchdown that game? Not to win uh, it, but like, was there a kick? The I feel like there was a kickoff return. For Man, a touchdown. you want there like, to be a kickoff return in this Rutgers game so bad. Hey, you're, 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 no, you're right. Rod, Rodney yes. Smith took one, 94 yards. I, rem- I remember very specifically, Andy was going to burn the slack chat to the ground. And did, then did Rodney, we have slack? And then Rodney, we have, yeah, yeah we had slack. 2016? We did. Yeah. And then Rodney returns it for a touchdown. And I remember the gist of that being a brief pause, something to the comment of, Okay, well, that was nice. Now what are we going to fuck up? <laughs> which, which to be clear, is different than Andy's normal way of reacting to Minnesota football games. How? Also, I uh, went looking for, on Twitter, Andy's mentions of Rutgers, and I found October 19, 2016. Um, this one has quite a few replies. Uh, this is from Andy. Rutgers fans are the biggest idiots I've ever seen. They would be just a disgrace to the AAC, much less the Big Ten. Some of their, and then the Rutgers fans were in his replies. One guy said, a guy who went to Lawrence University calling someone else an idiot, and Andy responds, LL, not St. Lawrence, you fucking tool. Try Google. <laughs> Let's see what else we got here. Um, I don't know why we're besmirching the good name of of Sarah Lawrence, a team that back in 2016. No, 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 also... not Sarah Lawrence, Saint Lawrence. Oh, Saint sorry. Lawrence. I don't know why. There's, we're there's too the many. There's too many Lawrences. Lawrence, another team back in 2016 that would have beat that Rutgers football team. And then um, here's some other good ones. Uh, one guy says, "Biggest idiots." Hmm. I got a perfect score on my SATs. How about you? Um, there's a Andy really had a good time with these people. There's you one gotta, guy that you gotta love someone. You gotta love someone in a Twitter thread being like, "Hey, a long time ago, I took a test." And also, the rubber the rubber glue construction doesn't lead me to believe that they actually got a perfect score on their SATs. Do you think they know that there's multiple parts on the SAT? He said he like, got a score. If you get an 800 on the SAT back in the day, that was in fact not a perfect score. One guy told Andy to stop eating raccoons and gophers. <laughs> uh, Where what, the hell did raccoons come from, I wonder? One guy says, take it easy, bud. Stop painting all RU fans with the broad brush. <laughs> Jeez, Andy, put your broad brush away. You know, it's good. It's good to have. I think I think one of the things that, that we're going to miss, uh, that I'm going to miss, frankly, uh I won't miss COVID. <laughs> It'd be real great Fuck if that like COVID. never happened. But back, uh, back a couple of years ago, when there was the COVID shortened season that we all would like to pretend to forget, and I think Blake actually quit the blog several times during that season. Uh, we recorded some podcasts, and I may have been a little bit negative. I know, shocking for those assembled uh, about this, and. My favorite comment, I think ever, actually, on our blog was some person who apparently had decided to pick that podcast to listen to and went to, went to comment, because we're always here for people, people sharing their thoughts uh, genuinely. Like, it's really great. Uh, please go to the Daily Gopher comment. We appreciate it. Uh, hopefully say nice things about us. 
But this person did not have very nice things to say about me. And I think informed the whole world via our comment section that, you know, I thought that this was going to be a nice, good, in-depth discussion of gopher football. And instead, this one, <laughs> this one person just ruined it forever. So if that person has ever come back, I'm sorry. But also, we're getting canceled. So maybe good for you. <laughs> you got the last laugh. Uh, I'm having bad Mitch Leidner at quarterback flashbacks reading the uh, reading the box score of this Rutgers game. <laughs> Blake, you you've been you've been podcasting for a while. Uh, so we we have the Rutgers mention. We have uh, me uh, ruining someone's afternoon by at the time talking about how it was kind of ridiculous to play football during a pandemic. Do you have a favorite moment uh, of yours? Wasn't there? It, this is recency bias, but like, wasn't there? I think at the beginning of this football season, our first podcast of the football season, some guy just commented and is just like a real dick, uh, just like for no reason. I wish I could. I should go back and find the comment, but it's just like, um, I I wish I remember what it said, but because we don't like generally get a lot of feedback on the podcast or haven't historically. Usually, it's people that hate to, us. Yeah. Uh, um, I I, sh- I should go back and find what he said, but it's just like. It's one of those things where, I, where he's like, I thought I was going to listen to one thing, but you guys just suck. And it's just like, well, you could just not listen. Like, you could just stop. It's a couple minutes in. Like, found something better to do with your time. Like, I can't imagine, like, listening to a podcast and, like, hating all of it. Listening to the whole thing, like, ah, oh, God, I got to get back at these guys that wasted my time. This thing that I voluntarily did. How dare they? It's just oh, people man, are... you're describing a lot of sports fandom right there. Like... <laughs> Let me let me complain about this about this team that I could easily not watch for hours on end. At least at least with sports fandom, like you may have spent some money, which doesn't really entitle anyone to be a jerk, but at least like you could say, ah, I frustrated myself and it cost me money. It costs you nothing to listen to the podcast. Also, like, there's people have like emotional ties to sports teams. Who has an emotional tie to this podcast? I'm so, with all due respect, like, if you got emotional ties to this podcast, that's. I mean, I guess that's cool if it's positive. That's cool if it's negative. Like, you need to. You should be doing other things with your time. I should say. Hey, hey, hey I will be after tonight. <laughs> Thank you very much, asshole. <laughs> also, if somebody really wants to have a negative emotional reaction that badly i will start a cameo channel and you can pay me to say stupid things that make you angry i am happy to do cameos that will make you upset in exchange for money so if that's a thing that you like like that's your deal please comment in the comments of the post for this podcast let me know you're interested i will set that up and we can work out a venmo transaction uh, to uh, to take care of you being frustrated over somebody you know audibly talking about things. Just to be clear, you could do the Venmo transaction, or you could just do everything through the Cameo app entirely. They're going to take a little bit of a cut, but then you don't have to worry about payments. It's all taken care of. This could be this could be your next career. No it's longer. Almost, no it's longer almost like podcast. it's almost like this product that I was referring and had no reference to of having never used is a full-fledged product and not just a thing that they came up with yesterday. That's yeah. good to know. Yeah, you're, you know, you've, you've been spending all this time hosting and running, you know, hosting this podcast. This could be a new career for you. Like, hi, I'm Chris Gilly-Ufer, and I'm here today to talk to you about dishwashers. <laughs> I'll tell you what my favorite part uh, of doing this podcast has been. 
a uh, couple, uh, couple things. First of all, it's coming up with bits, uh, having organically things just, uh, just fall into place. We've been on enough of a break where I'm suddenly blanking on what our most recent bit with Street was. We did have his nuclear takes. Um, the... Well, the nuclear takes using the using the nuke launcher from Fallout Four. The finding sound effects has always been a favorite we, part we, of mine. No, we did have an Andy bit recently. Something to do with like ass. That, that is ass. As far as I'm concerned, that is ass. Uh, Andy, Andy, uh, Andy is—they are ass. <laughs> they are ass, and we laugh at them. Uh, at a time where we perhaps slightly more family friendly than we were on this podcast, uh, was a very challenging podcast to edit because uh, we try. Uh, we do it for free, so can't can't comment how good we're at. But we generally try and make sure that all of the other tracks don't have lots of background noise, and that was pretty much shot when Andy decided to go on that particular rant. Also, I mean, you get. The listeners don't hear this, but Andy is the most disrespectful of anyone on this on this podcast. Anyone talking, like while you're talking, while one of us is talking, Andy will just like breathe heavily, click on his keyboards, just like sometimes like it's hard to like see. You can't, you probably can't hear it because we're probably gonna mute that out. But um, (laughs) Andy is just so disrespectful, and you should really be impressed. We've all maintained our composure while he just disrespectfully, you know, just exists on the other end of his uh, audio feed. I think I will say I was I talked like a, a negative. I think, I think we had some we we definitely had some good bits, most of which were not mine. Uh, so I think that that highly positive. But I will say that I have enjoyed uh, chatting with you fellas on a regular basis, uh, coming into approximately thirty people's homes, give or take. Um, also, uh, for all of all the people who have listened to the podcast, uh, quite genuinely. Uh, Including the ones who weren't very weren't very nice to us, uh, but we do really appreciate uh, you listening. One hundred percent. All all of these years, it's definitely been a reason why we do it because we don't get paid enough to do this uh, at all. And I also think that it's been it's been good to check in check in with all your fellows. We've learned a lot. Uh, we've learned many things about at least I personally have learned many things about non conference. Uh, athletes at the University of Minnesota. I would think that our podcast is probably the primary University of Minnesota related podcast that has spent the most time on women's gymnastics and uh, for that matter just like non-revenue sports in general. And so having an outlet for that I think has been uh, has been pretty good. Pretty great. Yeah, I other other big big uh, positive moments for me, the time that Somebody recognized me. I was on a uh, taking a tour of TCF Bank Stadium uh, with my um, then girlfriend, now wife. Uh, because and, of the podcast. Well, yeah. So there was an individual on that tour. No, who I, recognized I meant me. I meant the fact that she is now your wife. That's that's because of the podcast. Blake can vouch oh, for me. That's a hundred percent. That's It's a hundred percent. She was on. She was a little unsure about me. Until she heard heard you guys calling me a water demon on a regular basis, and that really put her put me over the top in yeah. terms of my my uh, my husband uh, quality level. Somehow, my ability to make it rain water, not cash, uh, really. She was just like, "Yes, that is somebody who I want to spend my life with." Um, but no, on that tour, 
one of the other people, as we were waiting to start the tour, one of the other people on the tour recognized me by my voice and said, hey, are you Goei Ufer, Chris, from the Daily Gopher? And I said, uh, yes, I am. Usually it's because I'm tall and wearing Zubas, uh, but this was Hold a Friday on, night and I was not wearing Zubas. You skipped a part. Like, first you had to wipe away the tears from your eyes uh, <laughs> after they said this, and then you're like, you're like yes, that is me. <laughs> With with my voice cracking with emotion. But seriously, that was actually really cool. It was somebody who listened to the podcast all the time. And then I ruined that person's life. Well, that happened to us the weekend. Like, what was it, 2018, too, wasn't it, I think? Yeah, you're right. You're right. It did happen in Lincoln, too. I feel like that one might have been a combination of, like, what we were wearing because you and I, there had been photos of up, us up on the blog at some point together. Uh, and so you, I think you and I together, I'm tall wearing Zubas. Like together, we're a very distinctive uh, pair on a road trip, I feel. And so I'm not sure if voices were part of that. But you're right. We got, we got recognized uh, for the podcast down in Lincoln, too. Um, I'm also a big fan of some of the random-ass ways we've recorded this thing. Uh, there was the time that Andy and I did a post-game pod, a, uh, a um, great takes, in the car on the way back to your house from the stadium, and I attached that travel mic to one of the visors. And post the post-production edit of that thing was a fucking nightmare because it kept – the route you took had so many goddamn potholes – and I had so many moments where there was a, a sound spike because the visor would go down a little bit and then slam back and it would just do this like loud scratching noise. You, you do understand we were driving through Minneapolis and St. Paul, so that's, you know, there, there isn't such a thing as a road that does not have multiple potholes in either of those cities. <laughs> Touche. Uh, there was the time we did it from the tailgate lot uh, after the Purdue win in... 2019 that was fun in the car uh with with street coming in uh remotely um that was a good time we had the time that remember the time that i was out first year we did this that i was my cat would not shut the fuck up love you storm r.i.p uh but she would not leave me alone so i couldn't record in my apartment and so i had to go out on the balcony and you guys could just hear the clip clop, clip clop, clip clop of like the the horse drawn carriage in downtown Cincinnati. I remember this. I remember this. And it was the same night that there were two people who decided to get extremely frisky coming out from the bars and started getting it on on somebody uh, the hood of a yellow uh, Jeep Cherokee <laughs> uh, parked across and the street like from my balcony. It's like a true professional. You just podcasted through it. Yeah, and I was to this day. I was like, "Are we gonna? Are they, are, is, are they gonna get in the car?" No, it wasn't their car. They just decided that's very yellow. That is the car we hook up on. So many great memories of this. Honestly, I am legitimately gonna miss doing this. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's been a, it's been a good run, guys. I mean, if you think about it, we're in seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. We're in what season six. Six years of this. I didn't. I honestly didn't know if we'd make it through a whole season. And we were. We've we've knocked out on average. I think something like forty five, 
35, 45 episodes a year? Yes, we have been very similar to sort of like a mediocre Tuesday network show in that every year somehow we make 22, at least 22 episodes, and we finally got to syndication. And much like the show Las Vegas, they immediately came. And if by some reason you're still listening to this and have interest in us bringing it back at football season and want us to start a Patreon so you can pay us, we're not going to tell you no, but, you know... If there's only one or two of you, it's going to cost a lot. So, you know, find your friends and, and convince them to, to pay us, and we'll keep talking gopher nonsense to you. But um, I honestly thought Andy was going to have them, like, storm the Fox headquarters. <laughs> like, you got to get these, do a campaign, <laughs> write a, a letter-writing campaign, like, get down there, stand outside the buildings. I really thought he was, like, that was going to be I a mean, rallying cry. But Fox is saving us. all the money they're paying us and putting all sorts of crazy security measures. I mean, they probably got one of those doors that if you touch it wrong, you get tased automatically or something like that by now. <laughs> I genuinely thought you were going to end that sentence at the word door. Like, they got all these crazy security measures, you know, like a door. <laughs> with a with a key card on it that you, have, you can't get in without a key card. Uh, classic, you know, high-tech stuff. They probably even have, like, a person behind it who, I don't know, is like a security guard. Uh, they, probably let him, they probably let him go, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking of syndication... Uh... And, and kind of throwing it back to the way you know TV shows used to used to be before we got to prestige TV. Which don't get me wrong, I love prestige TV. Has anybody been watching Poker Face on Peacock? I love Poker Face. No, I have started watching the Mary Tyler Moore Show, and I know what you're going to say, Alex. That show came out a while ago, but I wasn't alive when it came out, so it's new to me. How is Poker Face? It's well, great. first of all, I mean, good good job throwing back to a show that, you know, set in God's country. So Not yeah, just good, God's good country, show. but a show that uh, height in many ways, second, second wave feminism, because, you know, I'm cultured like that. Um, but, but more specifically, like a lot of the plot lines in the Mary Tyler Moore show, I'm only like halfway through the first season. I'm told some more stuff happens. I think you could do them nowadays without changing very much. Also, I think Cloris Leachman, uh, bless her, uh, you know, still around, could could definitely could have uh, redone the character. She's excellent. She got her own show. The woman who played Rhoda, she got her own show. I say this because, and I know it hasn't been said to, to you and Andy, Chris, but Blake is actually uh, spinning off onto his own podcast. It's just called, it's just called The Blake You Pod. And uh, I'm, for one, I'm really excited about where he goes. Thank you for the support. I appreciate that. As long as it doesn't turn into Joey. I forgot that that was a thing. I don't know how I remember that because I didn't watch that. I didn't even watch Friends, to be honest with you. I just remember they spun off Joey, and I was like, oh, that's going to be terrible. What's crazy is I grew up in a world where I did, never realized Frasier was a spinoff until later in life. Yeah, yeah, I'm I, not I sure he, when I, I realized think, uh, that. I think it is the case that Kelsey Grammer holds the record of playing a single character for the most years on television. Potentially non-soap opera. Kel- Kelsey Grammer as the evil CIA guy in one of those Transformer movies, easily one of his worst turns uh, in a role ever. 
took that one for the paycheck for sure. I mean, to be fair, I would take a lot of the roles that people take for a paycheck for a paycheck. You're you're out here you're out here being like I will go on cameo and say bad things about myself for money. And you're and you're suggesting that <laughs> Kelsey Grammer just like needed one for the paycheck. Come on. <laughs> I mean he also did Money Plane. So I mean that. they're bad movies. Don't get me wrong. They're heinously poor movies. Isn't Frasier coming back? Is it? Justified's coming back. Oh, Justified coming back. That's just I think one of the best parts, like the thing that resonated strongest for me from The Good Place was when the Eternal Judge was obsessed with Timothy Oliphant. And I was like, yes, an Eternal being should and would be obsessed with Timothy Oliphant because Timothy Oliphant is spectacular in all ways. So, yes, Frasier is returning to Paramount Plus and this show will take place in Boston. So it sounds like Kelsey Grammer will be extending his uh, record of playing the same character for at least a year. That's crazy. So wait, he's just like going back to where it all began. Kelsey Grammer. No, Fraser, the character. I guess, yeah. Is Cheers in Boston? Oh God! Really? Really? What? Really? Yeah. I've never. <laughs> and, we should uh, end the show right and, there. What? I've never. I've never watched uh. the show Cheers. <laughs> yeah, but the zeitgeist, man. The zeit. That's just like that's. That zeitgeist was look, before, probably look, before I was born. Look, it's before I was born. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I know you're younger than me, and I know I'm getting slightly old. But what the fuck, man? You can't be part of a zeitgeist that didn't exist until like before. I mean, didn't exist like when you're born. I, that's, that's not a thing. I'm catching up. We've talked about this. I'm watching Columbo. I'm trying to get caught up on Columbo. I'm getting there. Just give me some time. Oh wow! I. <laughs> I'm watching Columbo, okay? I'm watching Columbo. Well, one more thing, Blake. Yes, Cheers is set in Boston. It could be anywhere. There's bars all over the place. There's people people <laughs> gathering bars all over America. Uh, yes, it is in fact a rather integral part of the show that it is set in Boston. Interesting. Okay, good to know. You learned something new. Hey, hey, Blake, I got a question for you. Okay. Is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, is that set in Philadelphia? <laughs> well, yes, because it's, the name is in the title. It could be Philadelphia, you know, Wyoming. You don't know. If you're trying to make the, draw a comparison, between, a parallel between Cheers and It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, nothing in the title Cheers says anything about Boston. It'd be like if it was Cheers to Boston, if that was the show title, that would make sense. But it's not. It's just Cheers. <laughs> Unless there's like a subtitle, I don't know about like Cheers, a Boston sitcom. It doesn't apply. <laughs> I, I honestly, I don't think we have anything more. I don't have anything. No, more. I, I, I do. It's called Ask you can, Blake you can, a Cheers you can Question. Turn oh, it into boy. Ask Blake Gopher related Cheers Question if you work hard enough. Well, I'm going to let you explain how that is because I don't have. Obviously, you haven't watched enough Cheers that one. either if you don't remember the Parquet Floor episode. That is true. Uh, which, uh, they, they, many things occurring in that. Uh, question. I can ask the question if you don't know the question, Chris. Well, I don't. I don't remember that. I was simply going to ask uh, Blake: True or false? There's a character named Norm in Cheers. 
Yeah, that sounds about right. And yet you didn't know it was in Boston. Okay, okay. Um, so Norm. piecing together. Because so that's, that's a zeitgeist thing, too, that you happen to know that Norm is in Cheers. So I, I, wasn't 100%, I wasn't 100% positive, but it felt right. So uh, there is an episode of, of Cheers that involves Norm, the character, as well as Cliff, who goes on to voice the pig in Toy Story, among other things. Uh, who have a disagreement about something related to floorboards. What University of Minnesota legend and it was the number of, is it involved was, it was in that episode? Number of bolts in the parking. Kevin McHale. Number of bolts, to be specific. I think Chris just, just said it. Yeah, Kevin McHale. It was a question for, for, for Blake Chris, <laughs> but... Well, <laughs> No, I'm I'm giving up on Blake. He's he's proven incapable. My first guess was going to be Kevin McHale. So, well, we'll never. I mean, no one will ever so believe that. So, follow, follow up question. Um, well, but, but, hold on, sorry, hold on, Blake. Right there, that was you saying I got a perfect score on my SAT. <laughs> I got a perfect score on my SATs. I don't tell you guys. Uh, follow up question for for Blake. Perhaps perhaps to end the podcast. Perhaps not. Kevin McHale was on. How many episodes of Cheers? Was he on multiple? I assume one. No, he was on multiple episodes of Cheers. I guess that makes sense with it being in Boston. <laughs> uh, I believe Kevin McHale is involved in three episodes of Cheers, but one important, the major one is. And in case anybody was parts. wondering, there are 247 panels that were held down by 988 bolts in the original Boston Garden. You're welcome. Interesting. Thank you for that. Well, one one day, one day, when when Blake discovers that the show Friends is set in New York, we can we can return. <laughs> Let's not make ambitious goals, okay? <laughs> oh. Uh, all right. Well, gents, sh- should we sign off? Yeah, that's. I think it's about that time. Friends, to everyone who's ever listened, uh, especially to those of you who have listened consistently, uh, we do really do appreciate it. It's uh, been a lot of fun for us to do this. Um, it's been a lot of work, too. Uh, editing this thing takes way more time than you might think. Uh, but it means a lot to us because we know there have been um, many people who have enjoyed listening um, or maybe didn't enjoy it, but they kept listening. Either way, uh we appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate you being a part of the Daily Gopher community. Um, uh, and uh, we look forward to the day when uh, this pivot to cheapskatedness goes away and the mothership decides, sure, let's bring back the podcasts uh, and we can restart this, uh, this crazy experience. Um, perhaps by then, uh, Blake will have finished Columbo and moved on to Murder, She Wrote. Uh, but until that day, that glorious day, uh, go Gophers. Sky Yuma, roll the boat. <laughs>